We're live now on Lunch is Over with TG Enough Said and Nicole Bluefurt. Am I saying that correct? Bluefurt, yeah, you got it. Okay. I was Everybody like, pronounces my last name wrong. Why? You got it on the first try. I'm just gonna I'm I'm just gonna be honest. Certain people just don't really care to enunciate or pronounce people's names, right? That's true. I feel like if you can pronounce like Rob Gronkowski's last name. You can pronounce Bluefurt. <laughs> Some people uh, struggle saying my name too, Shamara Shamira. I'm like, there's no E, but I feel like I'm, I'm going to get real crazy. If you don't call me the B word, I'm like, you, I don't care if you uh, mispronounce my name. Just don't be disrespectful. That's all. Uh, but who do we have here? Uh, that's how I'll have people introduce themselves. I know who you are. I got your background. We've been in contact uh, very, very uh, a lot over the course of a couple of weeks. I'm excited. On my personal end, uh, I'll be like, we got the black people, black feet. Well, I don't, what's your pronouns? Let me slow down. <laughs> she, her. She, her. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I People tell me I have to do that myself, but you know, yeah, whatever. We all out here. <laughs> it is. It is. It, right. It's respect. Um, but I'm glad to see more black women taking charge in the game. Yes. And it's just for me, I went to all women's college and I was like one of five black people there at an all women's college. So that was like a whole different experience. I know it probably don't look like I went to school, but I went to school <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit, just a little bit. Um, but to see these, I don't know, these titles, I, I don't know. People don't like to say that. That's dope. I don't know. People don't like to say, I don't got a title. No, that's a title that should be acknowledged, but people don't even know who you are or what you do. So I'm going to spin it back because I'm talking about titles. I'd be hyped up and Tito, I'd be, a mile a minute. Just ready, just ready I just ready to go. Um, lunch is over with Nicole Bluford, attorney Nicole Bluford. Attorney, yes. y'all hear that? We got an attorney on deck. I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> T, did you do anything wrong? No, but I might need your help still. Anyway. Not yet. Right? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> with the way things is going, I might need you like in a couple of uh, minutes. Honestly, um, are you an entertainment lawyer? I need an entertainment lawyer on deck ASAP. But oh, come on now. We're a general practice law firm. Okay. We practice in a variety of different areas. Okay. Uh, which include family law, probate, okay. criminal defense, uh, estate planning, and landlord tenant, and things of that nature. What's your favorite out of all of those? Uh, you know, it has to be. It has to be a tie between family law, criminal defense, and landlord tenant because that's a, been a big rising issue i'm sure you guys know with the, the pandemic and everything so right i know i was given the uh may i bring them up your publicist mm -hmm. uh they they asked me to pick a couple topics and honestly i never really wrote them back of which topic because everything is so pressing yeah but that is sorry that is definitely one that i wanted to address because landlord tenant we're living in a pandemic right now yeah. uh jobs are being lost and it's a, a battle between of survival at this point. Yeah. Um, even there's like no more stimmy. We call it the similar yeah. <laughs> There's no more stimmy. Oh, and even if there stimmy. wasn't, right. <laughs> even if there wasn't stimmy, right. It yeah. was only one time. Yeah. So people's rent cost that much. Right. And then they got kids. They got little day day, Shanae and you know, Susie and Sally. Oh, we get crazy on here. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. I love um, it. But, and, and then now we were in a 50, 50 battle with, presidential election well you know somebody don't want to leave somebody's trying to come in mm -hmm. and granted it's still not time for them to come in yet and but january is around the corner so yes. how are you i know that was a boatload how are you managing 
cases when it comes to families? Uh, is it more of like an immediate need? If it's, is it like this mom or dad? Because I don't want to leave out the dads. There's like single dads too. Yeah. People forget about them. Mm-hmm. But is it where you pick the person who has the most kids? I don't say it like that. Or is it somebody who's just outside your apartment? Like, help me, like, help me. I won't say your apartment because people be crazy. Uh, outside your job, um, your firm. But yep. how do you pick? Prioritize. Right, prioritize. Yeah. And so really it's not our prioritization with, with clients. It's really a first come, first, first serve, mm-hmm. right? So um, I do want to mention a few things about this. So again, a first come, first serve basis, we will help anybody in, in need uh, because a, a woman with kids is just as important as is someone that's elderly, right? right? So it's hard to say, oh, you came first or whatever the case, right? So right. We, we put everybody on the same level because everybody is, right? Mm-hmm. We're all on this boat together. Mm-hmm. Um, and as many of people that are listening are aware, Governor Baker's moratorium is now gone. It's it's extinct, and a lot of legislatures, uh, you know, had a lot of opposition to that. They wanted them to be able to um, extend it because there was a, some people, not everybody, but some people took advantage of the situation. And I'm sure we'll get into that right. as well. But um, they, you know, they didn't different... take advantage. They they took advantage and ran. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I was trying to say it in a nice oh, way. I'll, but I'll, I'll put it out there. You be good. I'll be I'll, I'll Fisco be goes with the money. Oh, this is my time. I think I'm going to stack up and save right. and things like that. And, you know, Governor Baker was good in that he there wasn't a lot of kind of um, real requirements that you had to prove. It was just a simple just I can't pay my rent and there's right. this ban in place. Right. So you were good for what? In like seven months right but now what i was telling people beforehand so i was you know either getting on the radio or going on facebook lives and kind of yelling at people like hey i'm signaling right. it's gonna come to an end mm-hmm. nobody ever said this rent was gonna be gone what they're saying is you don't have to pay it right now <laughs> now <laughs> right just like the phone <laughs> wait just like t-mobile people got that they got that messed up with the phone bills too they're exactly. like oh i don't gotta pay the bill they're like no they gave you to this date it's an extension. Yeah, exactly. You got read the little, <laughs> the fine lines, the fine lines, read between the fine lines. I know we don't want to read sometimes, but we people, I think, get so screwed over that we're like, "Oh, it's free," or "This is for us." And exactly. We, we don't get another check, and, and it is for us, right? It's for right. definitely the people that could really right. not legitimately pay. That was a great, great thing, right? Um, but you know, those people that really listened and, and said, "Hey, you know what? Yes, I'm un- I'm un- unemployed, but you should have still filed for unemployment." And like right. you said, you were still getting that. What did you call it? The that stimmy. <laughs> so some people, right, was getting the unemployment and the stimmy, and some of them were in a better financial position than right. they were before. Right. right. So nobody really wanted to go back to work. But with that said, you should have still paid something, if not your full rent. So right. now people are looking at seven G's, eight G's, ten right. G's. And then now, now what happens, right? But what about the people who didn't get checks though? There's a lot of people, even like elderly people who didn't get their stimulus checks, like, or who were right. just struggling. And even if they did get a stimulus check, but no unemployment or both, how does that coincide? Grant, I'm not a great money manager at all. So I ain't trying to be like, <laughs> at all. okay, at all. Um, right, right, right. But like, how does that work? in anybody's favor if you're just like already struggling trying to pay i don't know marker rents like two grand you got the kids right and then on the room notes on myself if i was on some like this is gonna sound crazy but then i'd be like all right if you already got three why you gonna have one more (laughs) 
I'm just gonna take it there. And you know the bedroom just like y'all didn't shift it in into a couple. Right. I'm just keeping personal the responsibility the, if right. you already kids. know. Oh yeah, I was talking about kids. kids. Yeah. I got, I, She's talking about kids. Right, right, kids, kids, kids. I was trying to be rude. Kids that's equal why. money. Right. Right. So right. you know, and then sometimes you have like, you know, just extra responsibility. No, it, it's that, very like, real. I, I'm just trying to be so nice right now on that part because right. I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings, but that's just... No, but it's just... very wrong. It's the kind of conversations that we need to be having. Right. You know, accidents, yes, happen, right? right? But right. in a nice way, there are things that we can do to prevent that from happening. And right. if you're already physical, physically in a, in a tight financial situation, you mm-hmm. don't want to increase your debt situation because, you know, uh, housing stability is everything, right? So you're kind of getting at what if we... What about those elderly or just people in general that are not elderly that was legitimately in a real financial situation that right. um, took advantage of what, you know, the protection was with Charlie Baker's moratorium? Mm-hmm. So, yes, it was there to protect them. So there were some issues, I would say, in a nice way with that bill. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't think it should have been a thing where um, these payments were still due. I know Lynn about to hate me right now, but mm-hmm. I think it should have on the back end, they should have either relieved those payments or something. So what could have people done during that time? I was telling people, talk to your landlord because you know it's going to be up. Right. You know there's an expiration right. date, but I think so many times people think about the now and not tomorrow, not five months from now, but we all knew it was, it was coming. coming. <laughs> it was very clear. We were talking about it, tweeting about it, right. Facebooking about it. Facebooking. It was clear. Like, the like everybody got the message about not paying rent, but not <laughs> anybody looked beyond that. They just heard they're not paying rent. Right. But no, <laughs> it's almost sometimes, not always, but sometimes we hear what we want to hear, what's convenient. Exactly. But again, I was kind of waving that flag like, hey, this is coming. Right. Start communications now. So I was like, maybe even, even if it's like a barter with your landlord, yeah. maybe he'll reduce your rent. You know, you agree to shovel, you, right. you'll you do this, you'll do that, or maybe you get on a payment plan. So that way, when the seven months was over, you're not looking at 7000 right. or 10000 But with that said, I am very happy to say the CDC moratorium, mm-hmm. uh, it came out with a $171 million stimulus, which to some people isn't a lot when you're talking about over 100,000 people, people that, right. in Massachusetts being displaced. But, you know, it, it's something. It's mm-hmm. something. So I'm telling people now, now that Charlie Baker's moratorium is over, mm-hmm. you need not wait for your <laughs> landlord. You need to be proactive. Right. Don't wait for your landlord. You right. know it, it's coming. What do you expect? He's right. going to approach you. It's better you approach him and have the con- or her. Right. Her, and it's the top of the year, though, too. Have the conversation. Right. They're probably trying to raise rent and do whatever they got to do to adjust. So a exactly. lot of things is going on. Exactly. Have the communication. Talk to your landlord. I'm poor. Um, and so, see what you, you know, can do. <laughs> Man, I just with these landlords though, I'm like, if they, it's, I feel like it's a trap. Like they want their money, don't they? Like, mm. I don't know if they expected that these people didn't have the money to pay now, why would they come up with an 8,000 check and expect now all of a sudden? Like, I feel like these landlords should have also been like, if they're not contacting them, contact the tenants. Like, what are we going to do about this money? Because I'm like, I love, I love that you say it's a, it's a two way street, yeah, right? is what it's you're like trying so to say. And, and I agree forth. with that too. I agree with that too, but. I'm, I kind of understand it to an extent from the landlord, right? They don't know your financial situation. Right. If they ain't get, getting that money like they're used to in the first of the month, they probably know something's going on. Mm-hmm. But you yourself as the tenant, you know what's in your bank account, right? <laughs> your landlord may not know. So I kind of put the onus a little bit more on the tenant to say, hey, you know your finances. You know you can't make it. Right. Communicate to your landlord. You sign that lease. 
and they sign that lease with you with the understanding that you could pay. Right. But what I do like about this initiative is that uh, Charlie Baker really did his homework and said, okay, hey, I'm not the only one in this position to you a Charlie Baker about- fan? I'm sorry. Are you a, you work for Charlie Baker? I don't. Okay. I know. I just like, <laughs> I just keep hearing. This not to be funny. I'm gonna keep it a buck. This I, I, I is the am first a Charlie t- Baker appointed trust. Okay. Oh, not, okay. So I'm into the politics and everything. Honestly, this is the most I've heard his name ever Have in you? my life. I hope that ain't a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing. I just like hearing like all perspectives, but I'm just like, I've been counting in my head and this is the first time ever. Like, I, and I know somebody who worked for the, like, you know, the, the you know, the yep. scene, you know, whatever, but I'm just like, you just said something like, okay, hold on. There's something. God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I got a little, I got a little citation from him the other day. So it's okay. Did he you? Cool, okay. Cool, cool. okay. His name is my studio and you know, whatever. Okay. And I was like, <laughs> but, oh, no, no, what I was mentioning is he put together sort of, um, getting all different kind of stakeholders involved saying, Hey, I'm not the one with the answers to this, this housing crisis, right? Let me talk to the mass trial courts that handle evictions. Let me talk to landlord groups. Let me talk to tenant groups. So, um, a part of the 171 million that he put together was towards the RAF program and the Irma program, which I'm really encouraging people to do. So besides just the communication and not waiting for the notice to quit, I'm saying, see what's available to you for financial assistance. And it's not just for the tenants because landlords have been feeling left out. And I, I totally understand it. Like landlords are like, Hey, this whole moratorium all the time is about, about tenants. But what if you're a landlord and you know, you got into this investment and you were, became eligible because you expected rental income. I feel for their pain too. So, you know, with the RAP program and the IRMA program, I'm really encouraging people to try to take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. It's not just a, up to $4,000 like it was pre-COVID. Now, post-COVID, it is including up to $10,000 you might be eligible for. I'm I know it doesn't apply. seem like a whole lot. I don't hashtag your community DJ for a reason. I'm broke. I be out here just hustling. So I'm telling it, everybody to apply. Even if you don't think you can get it, just People go ahead and apply. Pride. It doesn't hurt. Look, it applies to all of the grants, the rentals. People be exactly. having so much pride. I just send it to artists and they're like, thank you, thank you. I'm like, look, at we all in the same boat. What y'all think? Nope. I shop at Primark downtown. I just look good because I print my stuff. <laughs> like, my sneakers is from Nike, though. But like, <laughs> I mean, so- something got me. Something got me. Something got me. But no, that's real. What is something memorable in your career that, that stands out to you like you've done like a piece of work like there's somebody I don't know it could be like crazy moment somebody was mad at you that you didn't like do what they said or it was like great like you thought you couldn't I don't want to say beat the case because that's like some rapper type (laughs) 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 take a beat the case though um like anything, like remember a moment, or even like you graduating, and then somebody was like haters. Those things, did you have any things, haters at Boston College? I'm looking at you like, did you have any haters? Not at Boston College. Everybody was shout uh, out to my Eagles. It could be Eagles nice, okay, and no, all that. No, 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 so, okay. um, I don't. I wouldn't say during my experience at Boston College, mm-hmm. but if I could really talk about a tough time, mm-hmm. that's when um. I couldn't secure uh, employment like right after law mm-hmm. school. So, and I, and I think I needed that. I needed a kick in my ass if I can say that because up until that point, I was getting everything that I wanted. I was first generation. I was getting all the A's. I came from BC Law School. I'm like, you couldn't tell me nothing. I got my (laughs) master's in public health from Tesla. I was flashing all the degrees, right? So when you're constantly in the mode Mm -hmm. of constantly being successful and not failing, when I failed that that bar exam, (laughs) 
I'm telling you, it was like, my mama Ooh. would tell you. I was in bed yeah. like two weeks at a time. And then people look at it, they're like, Dur, Nicole, the bar exam is hard or whatever. Yeah. But again, when you're so used to getting everything that you want, as right. long as you work hard, that's what I've always been taught since I was a young girl. You work hard, you, you will get exactly what you want. And this was something different that I had to take a step back and say, hey, this bar exam is a different skill set that you need. It's not always about how fast you are or, or studying above and beyond the other person. It's, wow. it's, it's about strategy. And I always, someone told me about this, this quote, um, like about the marathon, you can't start off sprinting cause you'll never make it to the end. Mm. And that's what that kind of taught me. Then after that, after I, I got knocked down, then I had another one. So I'm like, all right, didn't pass the bar the first time, got it the second time. Good. I'm ready to go. So I finished um, a clerkship working for the first African-American to be appointed to the Massachusetts Appeals Court. Big deal, whatever. My family's like, yeah, you got it going on, girl. <laughs> then all of a sudden, I'm applying for jobs. I ended up being like a finalist of the Department of Homeland Security. Uh, they're paying for me, flying me down there, interviewing everything. Didn't get it. <laughs> ended up to be a finalist for Quinnipiac University. Didn't get that. So here's my, my, knock, my knockdown, because here I am with all these degrees, prestigious things, expecting to make six figures because that's just what the perception is, right? So I end up going um, back home with my parents and it's embarrassing, but luckily at the time, you know, wasn't married and have no kids or whatever. So financially it made the most sense, but it's pretty embarrassing because what are you doing all this stuff for if you can't get a job, right? So after three months, I was like, you know, I got to figure it out because I got bills to pay and stuff like that. So I ended up starting my own practice in Lynn. So shout out to Lynn. Um, forever a Lynner. Don't live there now, but I'm forever a Lynner. And, um, you know, I was kind of, I felt kind of embarrassed about it. I'm like, I'm coming back home and I felt like I was like a failure. Um, and I'll never forget, you know, I even have family and friends. I'll never name to this day, but I always remember how they made me feel because clearly they, they ain't saying that now. Okay. I started at this mixed use building, which looked crazy uh, when you looked at it because it looked like a home from the outside, but on the second floor it was always zoned. Um, business, right? So I started there because that's what I could afford. It was like a cheap $300 rent, $400 rent. And I'll just never forget how people were laughing. They were like, how are you going to get clients from there? You ain't, you know, they were just like, it ain't stable having a business. It's more prestigious to work for a firm. And before you knew it, people were coming more than I could handle. I, I ended up making more money than my peers. And like I said, after a while, those people that were laughing weren't laughing anymore. And then fast forward, I ended up getting like top 40, under 40 in the nation, all these things that, yes, I can brag about these degrees, but what it came down to it is- I don't think that's bragging. It's just- That's yeah. acknowledging. <laughs> like, that's a thing. Which I appreciate, but- Wait, let's pause though, because somebody taught me this in school, uh, a black woman, um, that when white people, I call them white, W-Y, white yeah. people get stuff, they don't, it's not bragging. They're like, this is what I got, Charlie. I'm the top of my class. But then when we say this is what we got, we're bragging. And I'm trying to learn that myself too. I'm like, I feel like I'm always talking about stuff, but like, yeah. it ain't bragging. You yeah. got it. You didn't right. acknowledge it. No, yeah. show it off. Because your home, the homegirl don't got it. And that's true. Right. I don't like that word no more. Like, so when I think of a rememberable moment, I think of when I would, I, I was knocked down and I thought I was at my lowest and I thought everybody was moving on except for me. And people were laughing because of what it looked like, mm. but they didn't know that by working hard and just focusing on not the image, but just the quality doing good work. I'm telling you, I ended up on TV. I was, I was, I was doing the, I was really doing the damn thing. So that's why I always tell people, don't, don't focus on what other people are doing. Your path is your path. So right. if you ask me now, if I had a chance to go 
to work for the Department of Homeland Security or go in someplace else. I would have never chose nothing, nothing else. Because had those doors opened up for me, I would have never known what could have been possible. True. And if I have a problem where I need a lawyer, I don't care what is it. If you can help me, I don't care where we going to help you. Help <laughs> I don't care what it looks like. If you can help me, I'll take it. I, I, I don't care. Like, it doesn't like, matter as much. If I'm in need of or a problem that I need a lawyer, like, please help me. I think, <laughs> you said, please help me. I think we got to pay the, um, what's it called? Let me, the retainer fee. fee. <laughs> Speaking of the consultation fees. So we get a free consultation. <laughs> Because, okay. look, I know a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, so, so, little We ain't going to give you one on the radio, but, yeah, we can certainly <laughs> help you. And that's why we became a general practice because, you know, if people really like you, they don't want to have to go to here, just mm -hmm. Attorney Smith or whatever. They want to mm -hmm. have a one-stop shop where they can handle a lot of people's needs. So we have a lot of people come back either they – and that's how, I, again, I got into different practice areas. I would do divorces, and then the husband would smack the husband, or the husband would smack the wife. Well, now I, I'm, I'm doing say, a restraining how order. That, like, how was divorce cases? I felt, okay, so I'll be divorce court. They're crazy That used now. to be my, me and my grandmother show growing up. Like, <laughs> it used to be Judge Hatchet, like Judge Mathis, and then uh, divorce court. But it was um, Mabel, uh, the old school judge. And then they used to be going in. I'm like, how do people, like, I feel like y'all end up becoming the the relationship counselor sometimes compared to you, you divorcing the actual people. You like, said I don't it. Say that. <laughs> that is like 50. I'm like, why did I get a master's in public health? I should have got a, a, a degree in like therapy or something. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm like, dude, you know, you're, you're paying me such and such an hour just to talk about like nothing to do with your case. But you know, at the end of the day, I can appreciate that sometimes you have to understand, like, especially when someone's going through a divorce, they, they may not be at a place where they, they you're almost like their punching bag, right? Mm -hmm. And you have to remind them that you understand. You have to hear them cry. You have to hear them shout. You have to listen. I better hear they my bank really account cry and shout. Them. Although sometimes they do need to say it to a therapist, you know, because I can only do it so much, you know. And, and, and it's the truth. Sometimes there's honestly, there's people that really do need more than what I can offer. Right. And sometimes it can hurt the attorney-client relationship if they're not sure about the divorce and they're pulling for an important, you know? So True. it's just No, that's where the flat struggle. fees come in. You pay this. I don't care if you say yes or no. You're paying this every time you come see me. You said yes? All right, 50000 You said no? 100000 You I ain't going to be playing piddle paddle back and forth with your relationship. Now we have to talk. About it happens up. all they the time. Kids, they get back 30, together or... <laughs> Is that okay now? I don't want to get too deep. Like I know these are like personal cases, though. But is yeah, there, get deep. Girl. Uh, is there <laughs> ever like family court battles that are like just devastating? Like you know, people have you ever felt like you ripped? I'm gonna get deep. Have you ever felt like you ripped somebody apart? Like I haven't looked into any of your cases. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like you know, um, rip somebody from their home. Like or is there somebody you think you genuinely think that the kid or they should have got that house or whatever like that, but yeah. it didn't work out in your favor. Yeah. So I would say very early on in my practice, one of the things I had to learn was to not take the client's case personally. So mm -hmm. as much as it, it appears, and I am very passionate, I will, I go in for my client. And that's one of the things I'm known for is actually being very passionate and aggressive, right? They call me the pit bull. They got all kind of crazy names from, but whatever. I'm very passionate about what I do. And I, and I stand in my client's position, but at the end of the day, after six, seven, whatever, I need to say, hey, that's their problem. It's it's not mine. And, and um, you know, I'm here for a job to do. And, and, and sometimes people don't always realize that on the opposing side. I've had crazy situations where people want to attack me wow. and, and they're forgetting that I'm just doing, you know, right. 
my job and I represent you need security I know black security yeah I mean (laughs) I've represented people in domestic violence situation from the females to Mm. unfortunately people that have done bad things from everything you can think of rape drugs and everything and not because I agree with what they might have done in that situation but the law does say no matter what they're entitled to a defense And they deserve that. And no matter what, the prosecution is, it's their responsibility to prove it beyond a reasonable doubt. It ain't my job to tell you right. how to prove it. And if I poke holes in your case, I poke holes in your case. If like I get it. the client's case dismissed, I get the client's case dismissed. Right. I had, I was retained to do a job and I'm going to do just that. But I always tell people, make sure you understand the lawyers just get you know, paid to do what they get. <laughs> right. They've been paid to do. <laughs> no. Um, to piggyback on that, like we're all human, and I know, like, if I like, how is it like for some for you? Like, if a case like really hits home, you don't have to go into details or anything yeah. like that. Like, have you ever like he like you felt like you've almost like like stepped over that gray line almost just because this maybe this case is hitting home and like you didn't realize it at first you were doing it. Yeah, I had a situation where I uh, how could I get it? Got a smack in the hand in a court. I won't name the court by a judge. I don't know what it, it just wasn't that it was hitting home. I think I was just like getting into the case. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I love is cross examination. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can cross somebody like bad, like <laughs> bad. And like I had to learn to like, hey, Nicole, don't go too hard now. Don't go too hard. But it was I was representing the boyfriend in the situation and she got a restraining order. And whenever anybody goes in to get a restraining order, it's always temporary to allow the defendant who the restraining order is against to come in and defend themselves. Oh, wow. So the guy called me, he says, listen, this my ex-girlfriend, whatever, got a restraining order. You're going to come and defend me. So I'm like really reading it. I'm like, clearly she's only doing this because you cheated on her and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> and you know, sometimes people get restraining orders for, I, I'm not trying to say it's right to cheat, but you know what I'm no, saying. People, no, people, right? no, but I'm just saying that's not the basis of a restraining order. Right. So it's a part where for the woman, yeah, I felt bad, but Hey, again, I'm paid to do a job. You're not meeting the standard. That's not a reason for a restraining right. order. That's a reason to break up and be <laughs> mad and blah, blah, blah. But it's not a reason for a restraining order. Anyway, so I get to the court, I'm cross-examining her, and I'm like, didn't you say in this text, blah, 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 that you wanted him back, and you told him to come (laughs) over, and I'm going in, and the judge is like, order in the courthouse, (laughs) order in the court, and I'm just like, he's like, this is not theater. So it in, was just, it in. was such an embarrassment. I don't even know how long ago it was. I don't even <laughs> want to say. But it was like five years ago because sometimes I get very passionate about, you know, what I'm doing. So I've learned to still be aggressive. <laughs> but don't, you know, don't, don't go in so hard. Don't poke them. See, this is why I would want to be a judge. I would love all of that. I'd be like, and they did what? I'm like, you know what? We ain't even gonna do this case today. Hold on, let, let me find out the rest first. <laughs> um, um, quick question: Is uh, the cross is after like the first time they get like um, examined, right? Yeah. So in this okay. case, she went first because she's the one who brought the restraining mm-hmm. order. So mm-hmm. the judge says, "You know, why are you here?" Blah blah blah. So she goes up on the stand and da 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 da. He sent me a text and this and that and threatened me and said he's gonna hurt me, whatever. And then he'll go to me and say, "You know, would you like to cross examine?" And I stand up and I absolutely and I do my thing. <laughs> but I am telling you, I love me some cross examination. Oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a litigator. Oh Lord, when I hear trial, I'm like, "Yep, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go." <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just very exciting. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely 
definitely not like TV, so mm -hmm. you're not going to get surprise witnesses and stuff. Oh, right. But it's just definitely exciting. The There's a thrill to it. It's just, it's my thing. It is my thing. <laughs> Look it. We've been moving way, way fast. So we're going to bring it back. <laughs> Look it. This is a great though. But um, the show is called Lunch is Over. What do you like to eat for lunch? I know we're a little past lunch, but I didn't even eat lunch today yeah, or breakfast. Yeah, I didn't either. Look I'm it. It's <laughs> Look, I'll give you like 20 more minutes Talking and I got you wrap it. Look it. Um, but what do you like to eat for lunch or what are some snacks that you take on the go if you got like a busy week? Always on the go. So... I don't know. During this pandemic, I've been loving some Be Good because it's local to me okay. and I've been working remotely from home. Right. It's supposed to be like healthy stuff, but not all the stuff in there is healthy. Right. They got burgers and fries and whatever. <laughs> but I like this Mediterranean chicken that they have. It's just really good in the Southwest chicken salad. It's probably like a tie with those. Oh, wow. Yeah, but Be Good is my spot. Be Good got great. Well, I can't drink no more. The milkshakes. They got yeah, they get like a protein yeah, smoothie or something like that. Yeah. Strawberry yeah. banana. Yeah, right. those are good too. <laughs> Forgot to mention that. I'll be getting that on the way home. <laughs> Nah, you gotta try also digging. That's another one. Sweet green and digging. Oh, oh I love sweet green. Them salads I'm are like. What y'all better go to stop and shop and nope, no, uh, no. Lambert no, salad. This is a different <laughs> quality though. This Don't is a, right. It's a different kind of quality salad. I'm like. It ain't no stop and shop salad in the plastic container. Don't no. do me wrong like that. Don't do me wrong like that. I'd be like, really so on the go. Uber, like, don't Uber eat it. You Uber eat it. Don't even mix anything up. I was so sad. <laughs> Who's Uber, Uber eating eats? a stop and shop salad? They do sweet greens and, oh. and Uber eats. Yes. Uh, like you know how they mix it up for you with the bread. Right. Nothing. They you mix know, it up right. They do. They mix it right good. in front of you. Y'all having a real passion about sweet green. Uh, we okay on lunch is over. I need y'all to hit us up so we can get some sponsors. Look at the attorney needs something too for the on the go. Look at we ain't spending no more money or talking about y'all no more. Let y'all give me this no some joke. Um, let's see what I want to bring. What might your week? Well, well, yeah. What might your week look like right now? Juggling work, COVID. Um, I don't know, family, friends. All that. Um, uh, crazy. <laughs> So my mornings is usually, I'll start at about five or six o'clock because it's quiet time for me. Wow. The staff doesn't get in until, um, until nine o'clock. I got a staff of eight, including myself, all female law firm, by the way. I didn't oh, get a to so wait a all minute. All female. I wasn't playing. I wasn't playing. Wow. <laughs> what? Look, at that's dope. And very diverse too. I have um, an African-American. Well, there's two of us, including myself. Wait. A wait. couple Spanish uh, speaking paralegals, Albanian. I'm Kay Verdian. No, I'm about to write. I didn't want to say it on. Oh, I'm about to, Okay, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. No, <laughs> my bad. I'm like off, off the record. <laughs> Keep going. Sorry. I'm yes, the worst. I'm very the worst. diverse team, but back to my day, right? That's what mm -hmm. we're talking about. So back to my day. So in the morning, five or six o'clock, I'm up just, you know, having my coffee, whatever, going through emails, because that's the time I'm least distracted. I can do all that, figure out what my day is going to look like. The nine o'clock when everybody uh, comes in, I start going over my calendar. I check in literally with each staff member and it feels like that takes forever. Yeah. And then literally my day is like planned out for me. I don't even plan it. They plan it. Mm -hmm. And I got clients like every half hour to every hour. Wow. Uh, so getting a chance to be going to be good. Sometimes it just ain't happening, but it is what it is. Right. But back to back enough to make sure that we're trying to meet all the clients needs. And um, sometimes doing things like this, going radio stations or right. speaking on Facebook lives right. or whatever, just educating the community because that's important to get yes. the, the message out. I'm not dumb. I just like to be inc like inclusive. Yeah. Dumb. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. take accountability. For <laughs> 
And then at the end of the day, just um after that, you know, spending time with my baby and all that stuff. Yeah. Not baby, baby. Oh, that, I, I, get that baby, I wasn't baby, gonna get personal. I wasn't gonna ask you which one. <laughs> my fiance. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm engaged. Okay. I got engaged three, like a month before the pandemic. So there's wow. no wedding planning, unfortunately. It's, it's Wait, hard to plan that stuff. Congratulations, over why Thank not? You. Somebody okay, so it's jacked up. I'm gonna cut you out, but look at right. I was booked for a wedding, right, in July. So then they, no, this is wrong. Yeah, July. I'm like, I'm thinking COVID was like, <laughs> July just happened. Like, wait a minute. I'm like, when did the COVID happen? That was March. been this whole year. Right. That's crazy. I'm like, hold up. It messed up everything. Right. <laughs> but it didn't mess up the bread. So that was a good part. But hold on. Wait. <laughs> so I was booked in July. So the people hit me up. I was like, oh, man. Like, they going to be like, they need their money back. Because people was already hitting me up. And I'm like, you can't do that. But then it was like, you know, the battle of like, right. The I, I I finagled certain stuff and then certain people who really was just like yeah I give them their money back otherwise I was just like no you better reschedule that date like everybody else because y'all can't get y'all money back from no place else but this wedding right I was ignoring them I'm keeping a buck I was ignoring them good thing they didn't listen to the show I was ignoring them I was like they can't they can't reschedule on me like this is crazy this is another person like it was back to back they can't I'm like I decided to call this man like they probably hit me up like on a Monday I called him on a Friday. I mean, it was just like, please, like, I understand you might want your money back. Like, they didn't even say hi. I was like, please, I just think you might want your money back, but I can't give it back to you right now. <laughs> These people were just like, I was just trying to reschedule with you for next year. I was like, oh. <laughs> he was like, I'm going to beat you to it. <laughs> I was like, so sometimes we may just need to, like, slow down with life. But, like, yeah, COVID yeah. really did, like, slow mess everything up they were upset they're like we're not doing it because the whole family can't be here yeah. I'm like, but sir what if covid's like next year so like you ain't gonna keep I don't even pushing think me about back. it yeah but put me on zoom like you know but at this point i say for contracts y'all, you got them in contracts oh, i just started i just started yeah, and it's come been going see me. pretty well like, come oh, see i'm about me. to, to make, make them sure make right. sure them contracts are proper look at okay so now i can say it again because you all so i said my well he's about to get tired of this i just went viral on tiktok so i'm gonna need a uh a, a oh, lawyer really? i'm my phone is going off like, okay. Okay. <laughs> so um we're gonna need a lawyer on deck because um I need I need my artists to blow up out here. So you might need to. I ain't trying to tell you to switch careers or like pathways, but we need an entertainment lawyer on deck. <laughs> okay. Like I know one, but I need multiple because there's a whole squad of us coming. Wow. Um, Boston got next for real, for real. That's that's my brand. <laughs> Boston got next. Lunch is over my my thing, but Boston got next, and I'm glad you're from here, right? Originally. Yeah. Okay. So and that's even better. Oh my gosh. Look yeah. Here. I'm such love a nerd, it, but it. like, no, it's even better. Black woman from Boston. Um. Doing it from like, Lynn originally. Let me no, come. but okay, Lynn originally. Uh, nope, but nope. I rep, you know. No, how about this? I would say, let me correct <laughs> it because I want to get right too. Because Lynn only got like you know a couple of black folks out there too, and we don't be no. So mass, mass got next. I got that label too. So <laughs> let me be correct. Mass got next, and it's just I don't know. It's just dope. Oh yeah, let's scratch Boston. Any black woman coming out of Massachusetts, putting on for the city that people can like. You're in a local. Yeah, right now. like you know, you're not like in Lynn, Chelsea. Like you're everywhere. Yeah. Um. So that's like what matters most to me. Like I'm not just global. I say your community DJ because if somebody pick me up in ATL, I'm out of here with no bags packed. You heard it here first. Spark <laughs> FM Online will be done from Atlanta with DJ Candy Rain. But um, <laughs> no, you have any uh questions? More questions? I'm just gonna talk about music, but I don't want to jump there. Um. Yeah, I've just been listening, listening, but mostly like I wanted to know what like we're having being like because we was talking earlier with the divorce court. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh Lord! 
No, I don't want like, to say it, but I was like, like, he's talking about like, the bulls like, a lot. No, no, because our like, but get him in trouble. Like, hold on. That our generation like literally has had like um some like it's like the most divorces they've, they've seen so far. It's just like very high, especially during COVID. A lot more divorces, even more because they have to sit with each other. <laughs> Right, right, and also think about it. You, we all, and I guess that's a, I guess the pro and the con of COVID, right? It helped to slow us down, and maybe any problems, either mentally, physically, or in within the home with our loved ones, our significant partners, our children, we were confronted with it and we had to deal with it. Um, and I don't know if we really touch upon this, but <clears throat> domestic violence issues, there was an increase yes. in that. So um, I hate using the word term abuser because it sounds terrible, but I don't know any other word to use it. Right. Mm -hmm. so, so, you know, basically it's someone that abused straight somebody, to the point. Right. So, you know, if somebody at least was able to um, not be in the home as much, it may not be so bad or for the child it may not be so bad. But if they're in there and their home is their classroom, if it's a kid or husband and wife, whatever, if they're always having now their workplace is at home now, that's you know, been an increase. So there's been a lot of safety plans, but divorces, there's been a whole lot. So um, I did this like this really cool uh, thing at the beginning of COVID-19 um, with uh, a social worker. And she did the area that I could not help with my legal work, which is the, again, the mental health part and what you can you do when you, you're in the house with somebody that you know, it's over, but you guys all have to hunker down with your kids and, and make it work. So right. she would talk about just little different things that you could do or, if you want to use the time wisely, plan out what you want to do with the divorce, but in a way that you feel comfortable. And then I would kind of educate on procedurally what the courts were doing, but the courts are functioning, you know, as best as they can. Mm -hmm. Everything is Zoom in my sweatshirt. I, I love it. Drinking my coffee on Zoom. Right. It's, it's, it's great. I hope in the future continues like that, but it's great. Mm -hmm. Like I'd be in the bed. Shut the laptop. It's done. <laughs> Shower. Straight up. Like, <laughs> white wall. So, back. I mean, sometimes right. physically they see you. So you got to become dressed. But right. a lot of the time it's just like, you know, you're on the phone. You know how Zoom, you can be on the phone kind of deal mm -hmm. or just telephonically they'll do it. It's it's a really neat right. way that I think it now makes court a lot of more accessible to mm -hmm. for people that are like single mothers and stuff where they can't take time off of work or whatever. They can quickly just do a call in and mm -hmm. now you had a court hearing. So right. I think court has increased because of the accessibility too as well. So some I'm things that we've moved on, I hope it that. stays. So they're getting cases done faster, you feel like now? And I don't want to say faster, it's like, I but it's I think more. a little bit it's more, more accessible because right. let's say you had a case and I don't know, Worcester that you just couldn't get out of Worcester, yep. but now you got to travel there. Not no more. You can do it by Zoom or right. you can do it by phone. So and some people miss cases because they're not going. Just in general, like they're not traveling all the way out to Worcester. Exactly, but, exactly. Um, so they've really um, changed a lot with uh, with court. And as lawyers, we just got to constantly continue to adapt. There hasn't been no jury trials though. I don't know when the jury trials are going to be because you know when you got to convene all the jurors together, they don't want to do so because of COVID. Right. COVID. I just want to be on. Oh, no. I'll never be picked. They don't want me. They will, I know for a fact I, I will never see, get picked. Because like, of my background, I will never get, not like legal background, like just school-wise. <laughs> I learned like how they pick people yeah, my major is uh, criminal justice, so they're definitely not picking me. Oh Half no! Of, so like you know, it's just like you gonna come in here and talk about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> my teacher told me that a long time ago. I was like, well, I'm just gonna change my name then, because I would love to do like the <laughs> high profile cases. I just want to be like on the little fly on the wall. I nah. mean, it's open. You know, it's Look open it. to the well. 
pre-COVID, it was open to the public. But yeah, it was an open forum. Anybody can, you know, go as long as it's not like a closed adoption or like certain restraining orders that you may not be able to come in. But otherwise, it's an open court. Some people don't realize it. But that's the downside about court, too, is you don't really get privacy. So that's why I always encourage as much as I like to litigate. Mm -hmm. I'm always a big advocate for how can we come together, save you money, keep, you know, things private, too. That's always a plus for people. See, no, look at, hold on, wait a minute. Okay, back to questions. Um, are there any artists that you like to listen to? This is a music, Spark FM, Urban and Caribbean radio station. Any people on your, your playlist that you be getting into the zone with? You about uh, to get ready for a case. You like, I got to go listen to some. I like uh, a lot of hip hop and R&B. So you don't? I do. Oh, uh, I, I was do. like, it's okay. I don't like I it do. either. <laughs> okay, don't joke. I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't want to say Beyonce, but I'm gonna say I okay. love Beyonce. No. I like Little Wayne. Okay, even though he I like pro- some baby face. He's problematic though, but I love him. Yeah. Look at you said baby face. All right. Yeah. So you don't like Tony Braxton then? Like the whole No, I do. Okay, okay. I do. I really you can't have Tony. You can't have Tony without baby face. You know, yeah. <laughs> you don't listen to like Lil Megan, No Low, Sally. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> of course, of course. Um, but I think just music i don't know this just shows like a different side to just an attorney just the people coming on the show yeah it's not like all right this is like your job like no we're actually humans yeah exactly <laughs> we actually need to eat food mm-hmm. we actually need to uh listen communicate to right listen exactly. to music um to zone out and unwind right. and be and be ourselves right. yeah which is which is important right. yep but yep. this is what we do at Lunch Is Over. I am grateful for having you here yeah, we thanks. got dj troy frost another female um pioneer killing the waves coming through on the broadcast uh soon but if you have anything for us like let us know if you have any events like please send it to me we'll post it we'll share it if you get an award i don't care like we'll post it and share it like seriously um i feel like everybody else does it except for us and i say everybody else every other race yeah (laughs) that's exactly what i'm talking about yeah but we, we should be proud of our our achievements um, cause a lot of my people are doing it. Like it's just real talk. I agree. We got to support each other and um, stick and stick together for sure. Right. Half of my family don't know what I do, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even know I graduated school, but it's like, it's okay. Um, <laughs> like we, we got to start putting that out there and making that like, we got the twerk videos. I got a twerk video too. Like we, there's stuff. That, no, I'm so serious. It's like stuff. Do you really there. have a twerk video? I'll show you after this. Cause we, oh, that's, that's the reason why oh, TikTok is taking cool. off. Oh, that's oh, that. Oh, that's why it went viral. It's a little bit more than that. That but, uh, explains it now. But, um, okay. We're going to take a commercial break. Um, yo, T, we're going to come back in here with DJ Troy Frost. Lunch is over with attorney Nicole Bluford. Make sure you look her up. Make sure, let me say, look her up. I said that fast. Um, book. It ain't no free consulta- uh, consultation fee. If you have some money, just slip it automatically with the consultation fee. I'm just trying to get you business like automatic. <laughs> like we don't got time for games. If you seriously try to work with people, just put the money up. Um, whatever. Um, I don't be having time for consultation fees no more. People be getting on my nerve, but you're nice. Um, and we gotta sometimes do things to to bring the community in. But after that, nope. 2021 changed the game. No, so I'm joking. <laughs> Jack up the whole business like DJ Washam said. Nope, don't 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 listen to me at all because nobody else do. So it's okay. <laughs> Thank you so much, and I'm about to remove you right out of this. We'll be back, y'all, in five minutes.
What's good, everybody? We are back on lunch oh, is over. I know I was going in just now. I was going in. I was going in. Ready. <laughs> Look at what's good. All we heard was common finest, and then I started doing a whole drop, but we're going to run it back. Lunch is over on Spark FM Online. We got TG Enough Said, DJ Sham, your community DJ, and the one and only uh, DJ Troy Frost. Well, like people know you as Kiara, but I don't know you as Kiara no more. I know you as only Cross. <laughs> I'm okay with that. How y'all doing? Chilling, chilling. I be having to remember to have to like call you by your DJ name. When <laughs> <we> out, like, <laughs> people be like, who that? Who that? Tomorrow, who that? Oh, watch that. Watch that. My bad. So what's good? Um. Chilling. I just came from work and I'm I'm excited to be here. I see you doing your thing. So I'm excited to talk to y'all. I haven't seen you in a while, Tony. Or what am I calling you on here? I don't wanna mess up. What am I what am I calling you on here? I don't wanna put you out there. <laughs> you good, you good. Okay, but yeah, I'm chilling. I'm good. I can't complain at all. You said what am I calling you on here? I cannot with you. I gotta respect, you know. I'm fine with that Monica right now. <laughs> you gonna make it yeah, so we don't block his face. So what have you been up to? A lot of people see me. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a lot of people see me and they be like, you so excited. I'm I'm definitely biased. I always say that. I don't care. I'll let people know what I'm biased about. But Troy Frost is like the only like I respect a lot of DJs and I love a lot of DJs, but Troy Frost is like my backup DJ. Like that's my go-to. So I know I hit. I might have hit you all up and be like, "Yeah, I need help." But I ran it through Troy Frost first. <laughs> Believe it or not. And if I didn't hit her up, because I don't even know she's gonna be someplace else. But I never. A lot of people ask me, like, "Are you a part of a group or something like that?" Like I'm like, I've never been a part of a DJ group or anything. But then. When I found out that Kiara was DJing, I was like, oh, well, one dope. Um, we went to the high, same high school and we're female. That's just a wrap. Then when I learned that our styles were so different, it was like even better because I was like, this is what I love. Like, if we ever did an event or something like that together, we just don't sync. Yeah. Randomly, what happened? We end up getting booked for, uh, what's it called? It's the green, the AKAs. Yeah. Yep. And Cleansy, we got booked for an AK event. We've never DJed together in our life. Mm -hmm. And you know how you go to the clubs and the DJs be going back and forth or like that? Like, mm -hmm. you know, switching. We've never done that. Never set up. Have we? I don't think we did before. That. No, right. not at that point. Like, that was like on the fly. And then we killed it. Like, they loved us. Yeah. Uh, they're asking, like, do y'all do this all the time? I'm like, this is our first time here. Like, what? <laughs> it was just like, I, we just. I feel like that's just me and music. I just know when something's going to work. And granted, you know, 
that doesn't work out all the time. But 99% of the time, I feel like musically, it, it definitely does. But Troy Frost, like their style, they they are way more advanced than I am, number one. Okay? <laughs> Scratching, got the whole vinyl and stuff like that going. No, put these acknowledgements out there. Uh, you're an educator. Um, you're you're uh, uh, dope. I'm going to say dope daughter. Your relationship with your mom is amazing. And your siblings, like, and I just want the world to like just know why I'm always hitting you up and who this person with your light skin girl I be hitting up is. <laughs> no, I appreciate you from day one. Like you've been very, very supportive. And it's funny you mentioned my mom because um, when you did your event for Bringing Back Boston at RCC, she came and um, from day one, you always been super supportive and you're about your business. When we did that AKA event, um, I remember being like mad impressed because you had your merch out, you had business cards, you know, you had the whole shebang. So um, I was doing that. I was being going off the limb. <laughs> <laughs> thing. And so really, it was helpful to me because I'm like, word, okay, I, I could see like um, some areas where I could improve. And, and so it was, it feels nice to have somebody to support you. And like you were saying, we have different styles. Um, and yet we work really well together. So I feel like just by doing gigs with you or you putting me on to other gigs, um, seeing each other at events, I'm always learning from you. So very thankful for you. And you really live up to your name, like as a community DJ, the fact that we went to high school together, you were, you know, like two years older than me. And yet like you still- Put my age out there. No, I'm joking out here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure to put you on blast, but you, you just like, you live up to the community aspect in that you stay connected to people that you know you went to school with and um putting people on like you're a real one for real so i'm happy to be here and i appreciate you singing my praises because the feeling is mutual when did you get started down this path because i was really new to this when i found out you was a dj everybody always asks me like <laughs> you talk about you're from codman i'm like yeah um, and if y'all didn't know, for our new people, uh, we attended Codman Academy Charter Public School. Um, I don't know what you heard about it now, but we talking about it from in the past. <laughs> but shout out to that, to that. I don't even know that place. Though. That bond that we, we built because we still were off and all together. Mm -hmm. um, not maybe not every day, but we see each other in passing. But like he said, I'm gonna get back to the question. I think it's cute. I didn't know we was bashing like this. That was good. Now, I couldn't even, like, I went to go look you up. I'm like, Kiara, my last name. Oh, shoot. Like, I couldn't even have to go back to the fly to find out. That's funny. But, yeah, I got um started. Let's see. Well, in high school, I um was interested in DJing. I always was into hip-hop and music and stuff. And I used to dance um with this group called In Motion way back in the day, like, in probably, like, elementary middle school then I took a break then I got back involved in high school so I always was really into music but once I stopped dancing I was I just wanted to have like another way to engage with hip-hop and so DJing seemed appealing for the aesthetic purposes like I would see um like Erica Badu and Solange Macy Gray I'm like they look so cool I want to be like that um but it was it was hard to like find somebody to teach me here so um I went to college in New York City, and while I was there, I had to, so before I started my freshman year, I did this, like, program where you come, like, a few months, 
probably like two months before in the summer or whatever, they like prepare you and all the things and stuff. And so while I was there, I heard that they had a DJ school. They had Scratch DJ Academy and Dubspot. And I'm like, word, okay. Like, so it was on my radar. And then while I was at Barnard my freshman year, I, um, I just like called Scratch Academy and talked to them and stuff and they gave me some information. And then um, I ended up, they told me like, you could either do private lessons or they had like a, they had this intro class where it was an intensive where you get like intro to DJing and mixing. So I ended up saving up that whole year and um, you know, with my little job on campus and things. Um, and then that summer I stayed to do like a youth program or whatever these details don't matter that much, but that program allowed me to stay on campus. And while I was there, I, um, I went to Scratch Academy and took that class and, um, it was dope. I like fell in love immediately. I remember like being on the train, like practicing the scratch moves, like, oh shit, like I'm really trying to do this. And, um, and then, yeah, like after I did that class, I was able to get started pretty quickly. I, they, they teach you on vinyl, which I was thankful for. And then I was able to like get some turntables on Craigslist and um, it's New York. So it was really easy to find equipment. And then I just would like do gigs here and there. And then, um, so that's how I got started. And then from there, I ended up doing their certification program where you, you go over like scratching and mixing and how to do different kinds of gigs. Uh, what's the difference between an opener and a headliner? How do you prep for a wedding? All types of shit. And so um, it was cool. Like, it, and it was cool too, because I could kind of like pay um, in installments. So that made it really easy. And um, yeah, that's how I got started. And I just started like reaching out to people and um, different like organizations that I work with, they would book me for things. and. Um, I would do stuff on campus, a lot of free things, you know, how you, you get started and, you know, you got a lot of free things. Now, you know. yeah. <laughs> not anymore, unless it's like, not anymore. so yeah, that's, that's how I got started. And, um, and, and I have to, I have to give uh big ups to my uncle because prior to even going to scratch and kind of taking it seriously, he had like CDJs in, in my mom's house. He would just keep them there. So my friends would come over and I call myself DJing, you know, playing CDs and things and trying stuff out. So he really introduced me to it. But when I went to college, I got to kind of build on those skills and, you know, take it more seriously. Okay. okay. So uh, we got 10 minutes, so I'm going to keep it directly straight to the look at, right? Because I want everybody to like know like the full about you, but we can't go on mm -hmm. until we ask this question. <laughs> oh, you always forget. Yeah, we beginning. always forget. <laughs> See, you want to do it? <laughs> well, here our lunch is over. <laughs> we want to know what is your favorite food? Mm. You like to cook, or you just like to eat? Um, hmm. I like potatoes. Like since a kid, just because I can do so many mashed potatoes, French fries. Home fries. I've been working at this cafe and um I got my home fries skills together, so I'm nice. on that. And um what else? Uh so many things. I love food. So like, many things you can make with a potato, everything. 
Yeah, potato. I'll 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 stick with potatoes for now. But food is important to me. I be I'm one to get hangry if I haven't eaten. <laughs> oh, you were the hangry people. Yes, when I was okay. in, I have a real quick. I know we only got ten minutes, but Codman, I was on the volleyball team. Not anything that exciting. I wasn't very good. Shout out to the Warriors. I would go home and like, I don't know. I just have memories where my I'd have an attitude, and my mom would be like, "Did you eat?" And I'm like, no, I didn't. She's like, also feed the kids. They didn't feed the kids. God is playing games with you. No, no, sir. So there's something in your DJ career that, oh, shoot, this comes back low farther. I can chill. Um, is there something in your DJ career where I call it oopsies? Have there ever been any oopsies where you forgot to bring a chord, you forgot the, the, the artist's music or the lineup? Or you probably didn't bring like the DJ deck or something like that. I'm not saying I forgot to one time or whatever, but you know, have you ever had any oopsies? We like to keep it real. So when we play this back, artists can see like, you know, people woke yeah. up. Like there's genuine stuff. Like we all beat ourselves up, but like, have are there any oopsies that stand out in your head? Before you even answer, did that did this question derive from like you falling off the stage? No. Actually, when did this happen? Wait, you fell off? Actually, because right. I'm, like, I'm like, oh, wait, hold on. I, I think yeah, we did. didn't introduce that earlier in the show. Like we started in April. I never mm -hmm. asked that. I think probably. <laughs> Do you know what happened? No, you fell off. Okay. Where was this? I, I sent you the footage. So what is this? Uh, November now? Yep. Dang, when was that? August, September. For Power to the people. Sorry, I'm going to jack up the name. They had a concert. Shout out to Cake Swag and Kate Watts. They're performing. This is my first time ever. <laughs> they're, they're, they're doing the performance of We Run the City. Um, and I got, I'm, I'm not going to say that I had a drink or whatever, but I was turned. Like, I was so excited that this is my song being performed for <laughs> the first time. And I jumped a little too, too, too much. And that last jump, I went back. <laughs> Mind you, you're on stage. I'm like, the good thing is, like, you could see me, but you didn't see me. Because oh, I got up so quick that you just thought, like, I was just being stupid and around. No. Like, DJ Troy Frost, like, when I say, cute, <laughs> but I hop up so quick because Beyonce's hot me. Yeah, yo. But no, not, but I think, yeah, yeah, oopsies. But for real, honestly, when it comes to the oopsies, though, like, I forget chords all the time. I've asked, yeah, like, that's like, oh, you got this chord, I'm in the back, like, scrambling. Mm -hmm. um, the DJ, that, that's a real story on tour. I'm like, I thought I had everything with me. But me, I'm just like, let's just go to the laptop. But sometimes, like, everybody panics. But, yeah. No, those, all, almost all those things have happened to me. Like, I've um the chords i've forgotten my deck before i forgot my laptop like had the deck but forgot the laptop um, like how it happens <laughs> and i like i had to get real serious about like getting my shit in order you know just in terms of like having one bag with all the chords in it the main ones but i'll give one example one that stood out i had everything Right. And I had to bring my speaker. So I went to this gig and then I got there. I'm setting up. Everything's good. And then I forgot the, the, what's it called? The plug for the speaker. Like, oh, I, I took one more time from the um, cash register, girl. It was in um, Quincy. <laughs> well, I should not be saying that all. <laughs> <laughs> Telling me. No, no and, and it didn't help either because the space that um, it was in, they, you know, they didn't really have any cords or anything. So I had to go 
like from Roxbury to Roslindale to go get it. And it was one of those things where like, I just had to be honest with, you know, the person that was planning it. And thankfully they were chill about it and it wasn't. Was it me? No, it was, um, it was actually Queen's company. They had an event. What'd you say? I said, you know, I'd be chill about everything. Cause I'd be jacking up. No, that, that's something you taught me because I I freak out. I'm very hard on myself. So I'll like even when I, even that day when I went back, I had to take a lift, you know, um, and I was just like, oh, why did I do this? Like feeling bad. But it's all lessons. If anything, it was like, all right, let me make sure like na I never forgot it again, basically. So those kind of things happen all the time. And even on stage, like um, I work with Red Shades, as you know, I'm her DJ, which yeah, yeah. Is very, very <laughs> Can't say the whole bitch, but thank you, DJ Troy Frost. <laughs> <laughs> we can't swear on the radio, but thank you. Uh, thank wait, Troy Frost got the deep voice and did it too. It's red shade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, we have both on here now. It's just double it. duty, yeah, but her drop so. Even being aware of that, I'm trying to think. Well, anyway, we had to make a clean version. So sometimes things like that, like dropping at the right time. She at working with Red Shades is a blessing. Like she's really on top of her stuff. And if if I do make a mistake, she can roll with it really well. So there have been little instances like that where I'm like, oh dang, like I'm messing up. But she's so on point. I don't think anybody ever notices. So a lot of oopsies. You just got to keep going, and then. Um, you know, like account for your mistakes in a real way. Don't just roll over and all right. Well, it is what it is, and keep making the same mistakes. So yeah, you know, I definitely want to bring you back in person to DJ. Um, yes, I'm down. Like a, yes, uh, a sit down, like you know, and just to get to you know, you you're a, a, a hidden philosophical person, if I can say that. That's fair. You have a lot of hidden gems. And I just wanted to introduce the world to DJ Troy Frost. I know you couldn't be here. Um, I, I like lied to the people. I was like, I couldn't get her, but now I got her, but now I don't got her again. <laughs> bad. I'm um, but stuff happens, like we DJs, we got a busy life and you're an essential worker. But is there anything you want to say before we wrap up? We got DJ Team Live coming through on the ones and twos, following up after this from three to five. So if you can no. tell people anything, just say it right now, and then we're gonna do this again. Um, I appreciate you. We had attorney uh, Nicole Bluford in the building um, dropping gems. So we're grateful for her. I'm going to send you their contact because we know we got to keep the lawyer on deck. I'm going to keep saying that. Keep the lawyer on deck. I'm mm -hmm. black. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, carry yourself. Troy Frost, this lunch is over with Tone. Yeah. I was going to do the song. <laughs> I had to stop. I had to die myself back. That's why I had to die. I was going to do the, um, the Tone song. I don't know the lyrics yet. I got you soon. No, you're good. I would say, um, don't feed the fears. Don't feed the fears. Like shit is weird right now. Excuse me. Things are weird. You're right. not a problem off. You're worse than me. I'm actually good on air. That's crazy. All, like every swear word, I gotta like put a, a dollar in the pot or something. So no, I would say, um, yeah, don't feed the fears. Like things are. 2020's been a year. Like it's been a year like no other. And um, I know for myself, I can get really in my feelings. Um, that's very easy to do. So I just encourage people to like 
stay focused on what your goals are. Um, don't get distracted. Do what feels right for you. Forget what people think and how they're going to feel. Like, prioritize yourself. Um, and, yeah, like, keep a good energy about you. Keep your vibes high. And also be real with yourself when you're feeling down. Give yourself what you need when you're feeling down. Just don't stay down. The way my dad told me, he was like, don't go too low, but don't go too high either. So that's what I would say. And um, thank you, Tony and Sham, for having me. And I'm definitely down to come back whenever y'all need me. Let me know. Thanks for coming through. Have a good one. Thank you so much, DJ Troy Frost. Make sure y'all go book a lunch is over on Spark FM online, Tuesdays and Thursdays, 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Hey.